Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Well, welcome to the show. It's a very happy Mick Dagger here. <laughs> and a very unhappy uh, General. <laughs> and if you, oh, Orange Crush, buddy. And, and if you don't know what the hell we're, he's happy and what I'm unhappy about, then you haven't been listening lately. See <laughs> the shirt? You see I the see shirt? It. I see it. I'm What's not, it say? I'm not What's it say? It says Denver Broncos suck big balls. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it says Denver Broncos. I sure as hell ain't wearing any Panther stuff right now. Well, I, I'll tell you uh, what. The kitty got the D. Yeah, <laughs> got the big D right in the, right in the backside. Oh, man. Right in the fart box. At least we're going into a very uh, interesting uh, podcast here with a delicious beer. That's yeah, sure. we'll, we'll we'll come back to the whole uh, super gaggle thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this beer. So uh, from uh, Mullins Brewing Company out of uh, Novato, California, which is... It's San Francisco area. It's actually northern San Francisco area, just just north of it, which is ironic because actually where they have the Super Bowl was in Levi Stadium, which is more closer to San Jose on the other end and of the Santa bay. Santa Clara, yeah. Right. So um, this is their India Pale Ale coming in at 6.5%. You can find out more at www.molans. That's M-O-Y-L-A-N-S.com. Um, this is not just a West Coast IPA, but what they call a Northern California IPA. Mm. <laughs> so, what's uh, what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> so I guess they're laying claim to Northern California IPA, but it's it's a West Coast IPA, American IPA. Uh, this thing's pouring a hazy amberish um, uh, with a like a basically a white head. Uh, it's got some thick, chunky lacing going on to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this aroma of pine and grapefruit and other citrus fruits along with some tropical type uh, like um, uh, pineapple, uh, mango, um, you know, those other type tropical fruits. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, there is some barley, uh, you know, but there's barely any at all that I pick up in, in the nose. I, th- I think it's barely there. I, the hops, is, it's very hop forward, obviously, like you expect from a West Coast IPA or an American IPA. Flavor similar to the nose uh, with over-the-top hops of pine, citrus, and tropical fruits. Um I can pick up some of that sweet malt, but again, that the back end finishes bitter, and, and that really trumps it. It really, it's pretty powerful. It's um, good. The mouthfeel and body is low to medium with carbonation the same, and I get this um, semi-sticky uh, finish. <laughs> like I, you know, it's coating my mouth and, and and my gums and my teeth. I can I can taste it on my enamel practically. So. Yeah. Well, let me let me show you what it says in the label. Sure. Exciting and provocative. The India Pale Ale provides a stimulating assault on all senses. <laughs> it uh, it's won multiple medals at the World Beer Cup and the California State Fair and the Beer Institute or whatever, and they've won many medals not just for a lot of their other beers too, but just for this beer specifically. So it's it's a, a medal or an award winning beer. Mm. In 1995, uh, Mullins Brewing Company opened at Roland Plaza uh, by the Bay Area native uh, Brendan Mullen. He's also the co-owner of Marin Brewing Company in uh, Larkspur. And then Brandon has more than 28 years of brewing uh, experience, which began with his first homebrewing kit one year after college. And we've heard that many, many times, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he said, uh, and I quote, one January I went out and bought the Christmas gift I really wanted, a beer brewing kit. And one thing led to another. <laughs> so he got a degree in accounting and he said, I didn't want to go there and start working. <laughs> so he went to work for a beer importing company. And then, nice. uh, and then one day he walked to the Buffalo Bills Brew Pub in Hayward, California, and his eyes got big and he knew it's what he wanted to do. Sweet. So uh, after taking extension classes on brewing techniques at UC Davis, uh, Mullen became a founding partner in Marin Brewing Company, which opened in April of 89. And then in 91, he decided to expand on his, his own brewing ideas. 
and um, his adopted uh, hometown of Novato uh, seemed like the natural choice for that brewery. Um, Mullins Brewery and Restaurant was a $3.5 million project. It features a 57-foot-long bar, a dart room with a fireplace, and a reading library featuring brewing, bo- featuring brewing books and magazines. Oh, cool. Uh, so he's made it very family-oriented. He, did, he said that he didn't want a lot of pool tables and make it like a bar bar. He wanted it to be family-friendly. Yeah. yeah. And um, by uh, they constructed the, that brew pub in an empty lot. And he did it from the ground up because he wanted his own vision and, uh, you know, to increase efficiency and productivity while still leaving room for expansion. So he didn't go into another building like a lot of breweries will, you know, repurpose a mm-hmm. old, uh, you know, rundown building and renovate it or something like that. So, um, yeah, so it's uh, pretty good. I know we're kind of jumping through the short because I know we definitely want to talk about the big SB as in Super Bowl. And uh, Well, it's a good beer to talk about football with, too. That, this is good, man. I like it. And, so, and get, you know, you talked about that, that sticky, sweet finish yeah. on it. And, uh, yeah, it says it's extremely full-bodied, rich flavor, wraps your tongue in a lush blanket of sweet malt and spicy finish. Bam. But speaking of beer and speaking of Super Bowl, you want to take a guess what a beer went for at the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't know. And I guarantee it wasn't one of these delicious 12, ones. 10, 12 bucks. It went for $15. $15 make a holla. How many ounces? Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, just uh, pulled it off the uh, FX Sports Wire or whatever. And, uh, it's got to be a 12. From, from the picture, it looks like it's a maybe maybe like a you know, like a solo cup, like an extra big 16. You okay, know. so. But still, Ooh, though, uh, holy crap, it's $15. Bucks. You, uh, you want to guess what a hot dog went for? 10 8 bucks. A plate of Super Nachos was 15 What? A bottle of soda was $7. And uh, I, <laughs> you think the beer was crazy. Guess what a, a, a glass of, well, they had cheap wine and specialty wine. You want to take a guess what the specialty wine went for? A glass? <laughs> Dude. $25. $25. Wow. Oh, for wow. For specialty. And then 15 for the cheap shit. <laughs> I guess it's regulated to beer status. Carlo Rossi. Uh, a glass of Carlo and, Rossi. And if you wanted to stay hydrated, you shit out of luck at 7 bucks a bottle. <laughs> for water. Yeah. Jeez. Get, kind of ironic since you're in the you know Bay Area, you know, there's plenty of water in there or whatever. You know, when you think mm. about the face value of a ticket was $850, but the average resale price was $4,639. So I guess it's within, it's actually Good cheap Lord. water. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, I'm a happy camper. I My bet you are, Broncos man. Broncos won 24 to 10. And I thought maybe you were happy because of the commercials or something, which I thought sucked big balls this year. No, there were a few, and I want to talk about those here in a minute. But <laughs> no, I mean, the game, I remember I, we were in your office, yeah. it was you, Scotty, and me, and we were talking about the Super Bowl, and I said, yeah. look, uh, Panthers haven't faced a defense like Denver's. No, I think it's going to be closer than you guys expect. No, I, everybody I thought, was expecting a blowout. No, no, no. Everybody I, was picking I, the Panthers. I thought it was going to be a really good game. I thought it was going to be like a, it was a defensive. Game. I thought it was going to be like a like a field goal. You know, I even anticipated maybe the score going back, the lead going change, getting changed a couple of times. I never expected them getting their ass handed to them like they did. I sure as hell didn't expect. Um, you know, for Denver, it's it's only touchdown up to like three minutes left in the game being a defensive one, you know, and I sure as hell didn't expect the Panthers to have almost 400 yards of, you know, offensive yards, but only have 10 points to show for it. You know, it's just it, it, as a Panther it, fan, it is just uh, I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. And I'm very I wish we could forward 200 days. A good team. I, I really wish we could forward 200 <clears throat> forward fast forward 200 days to see how they react. Because I think, well, I think they're uh, going to react well. I really do. And I think Cam Newton's going to learn his lesson from his press conference. Yeah, uh, because, yeah. Matt, he had very little to say and stormed out, which a lot of people are criticizing it, it yeah. for. And, look, I get it. You're upset about the loss. But, I mean, if you're going to be as exuberant and expressive as he is with his wins, he's got to show some class on the, with well, the losing. Well, I, I remember uh, when Peyton Manning lost uh, to um, was the Saints or whatever, and he, he refused to shake hands with any of the Saints players. 
So, but his press conference following that, he was well, still yeah. gracious. No, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, the thing is, is that Cam, you're right. You're right. Cam, I mean, is, Cam Newton did congratulate he, Peyton Manning. Had a he, big smile. He, on his he has face. to lay it. in the bed that he has made all season. I will well, say, I, that. I, I get that. You and know. I mean, he garnered a lot of respect, but he did kind of piss off a lot of people, and uh, you know, it stormed out of there. And I know there was some people are claiming some mitigating circumstances and whatnot, but look, he's the face of the NFL. He's the league MVP for the whole yeah. season. He's I, the poster boy. I, uh, I mean, I, put I, on he, your big boy he, britches. He's he's grown up a lot over the past year, but I think it showed that you still need to grow up a little bit more. If you're going to be that next generation, if you're going to be that face of the NFL for the next five to 10 years, he will be, he will be. And I think he will be too. It just, uh, I was just, when you're, when you're a Panther fan where you haven't had a lot of success per se and all through the year and you're just riding it, you're riding this wave and you're like, come on baby. And then just to play, like it's one thing to lose, but the way they lost is what it is just, it was total defeat. You know what I mean? Imagine and, you know. the Broncos and how I felt two years ago. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah, the Seahawks. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. It's I just, mean, there's, oh. The Panthers aren't going anywhere. I mean, they're a great team. Yeah. They'll be back. A lot of those players want to stay. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, there's definitely. just a great crew there. And I got to give them credit. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, there's a lot of things that happened that the defense was was on both sides of the game. It was a total oh, yeah, defensive yeah, game. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I, I just man, I wish our well, I def, our defense played pretty good. But uh, like I said, at the end of the day, uh, Denver was the better team. Denver seized the moment. Uh, you know, they say uh, you know defense wins. You know, sometimes they say, well, defense doesn't necessarily win football games. In this case, I will say clearly, defense when it's two wins defensive football teams games. like that. Yeah, when your defense is scoring touchdowns, guess what? They're winning football games. Well, baby. when it's when the when both <laughs> the teams, when it comes down to it, when the defenses are the ones that are 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 playing the majority of the game well. Yeah, uh, that's what's going to win it. But the commercials, uh, I think, uh, out of all the ones I saw, uh, I really dug that uh, Wiener Dog one with the ketchup and mustard. I thought that was a pretty good one. Do you I like that one? Yeah. Well, I thought that, that was different. Um, you know what? I gotta, I gotta come right out of the gate. The okay. one that that creeped me out the most, yeah. Uh, honestly, just straight out creeped me out was Puppy Monkey Baby. Oh Man, yeah, I just chilled tonight. It was Puppy it's, Monkey Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Puppy Monkey Baby. The Kickstarter order. Puppy Monkey. Baby. No, no, this was for Mountain Dew Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Puppy Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Monkey. Baby. Oh, it was just disturbing. It was like a pug with a monkey's torso and a baby's, baby's lower legs. body with yeah. a diaper on. Oh, dude, oh. I was like, what are we doing, man? And that then was just uh, disturbing. And, of course, Budweiser didn't disappoint uh, attacking Kraft some more because you could tell from the undertones, you know. They didn't come out and say it, but they did, you know. The Bud Light party? Uh, no, no, the regular Budweiser one saying where they flips the, you know, this isn't a freaking fruit bowl or whatever. And he flinged the, which was crazy because they had Shock Top earlier on. That they yeah, featured. Shock Top. With, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was a good one. That, I like that. Yeah. Okay. This one right there ready. TJ, over here. What's up, man? Shock Top. I like your style. You look like you're on a cleanse that doesn't work. Oh, really? You're awfully <laughs> sassy for someone without a torso. I feel like you peaked in middle school. And you're a citrus snowboard instructor? You look like an out-of-work magician. It's a hobby. Do you even have eyes under there? I got a movie idea for you. Okay. This loser walks into a bar. Hmm. Okay, it's called Right Now. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Or is uh, it touchy? Touchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, That's good. Shit, man. Oh, there, there's some good ones. The one that kind of, uh, another one that kind of creeped me out and just made me realize and maybe think about uh, Willem Dafoe. I think the guy really likes to dress in drag. <laughs> saw the Snickers commercial where he was yeah. as Marilyn Monroe yeah. wearing yeah. that outfit over yeah. the grate. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, dude, he, he dressed in drag in Boondock Saints. He's dressed in drag see, in other movies. I, I think that dude's a closet dragster. No, I, I'm, a, I'm a William Dafoe fan from White Sands and stuff like that. I thought that was a great movie, but I got to tell you, that really troubled me seeing. I was just like, what are we doing? You know? It's yeah. Like, uh, so. There were some other, there were some other good I'm, I'm, I am broken hearted, man. It's like I've enjoyed football so much this season. It's like, damn, we got to wait 200 plus days until we get some more. <laughs> Well, I know, but some other stuff, you know, has come out. Of course, last week, you know, the Browns let go of Johnny Manziel. And a lot of people are reaching out saying, hey, man, look, you can get better. Von Miller even took time out of his NFL celebration to say, like, dude, seriously, you can come back for this. Because he had his own troubles two years ago. You know, he came back and look where he's he's at now. And uh, as well, uh, Marshawn Lynch retired via tweet. Well, that's what I heard. Beast mode? I don't know, though, because to me, he's just a guy that kind of – goes out, you know, like makes, I don't want to say rash decisions, but like, you know, I know the, I, I don't, I am not buying it yet. We'll see. We'll uh-huh. see when the next season starts, if he's suited up or not. Maybe he won't well, I'll be. tell you what, next year is going to be another great year of football. I mean, yeah, there's, no, there, it is. And, and the Panthers, they will be back. I'm happy. I'm riding a high. My Broncos oh, won. Oh, I will be dude, too, that dude. is a, that is a Listen, quality uh, Panthers team I'm for not, years to I'm come. I'm not a, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a Peyton Manning fan per se, but I think it's really cool to be able, I mean, I, I, I believe he's going to retire. I think I would retire. I mean, you know, you yeah. put that much time in, yeah. go out on top, man. You know, go out on top. Big 5-0 Super Bowl. You got two Super Bowl wins. I, I, I say leave on top. That's what I say. But, hey, what the hell do I know, you know? Well, uh, it, uh, But if it was me, that's what I would it's do. It's good. It's good vindication from two years ago and losing the Super Bowl for that whole team. And uh, they, they've put together a quality team. Yeah. Whoever they – if he does retire, Brock Osweiler has a heck of yeah, a I team think, to work with. Yeah, I think, I so, think uh, he'll develop man. well. So. Let's stick around. we got our Heroes Never Die coming up. The foundation of Beer Army engaged in a great story, a Medal of Honor story to, yeah. to share. Long time. Uh, yeah, I've been looking. I've been kind of following this thing because when I first heard about it, and uh, I'm glad they're finally – well, he hasn't got the Medal of Honor yet, but it will be uh, February 29th. So uh, we'll Sweet. we'll get into it. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at beerarmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at BeerArmy.org. Hats, T-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to BeerArmy.org. Do it. Uh, By the way, Murphy's a bitch. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Uh, Dustin, I do want to remind you of something. There is Mm -hmm. a bright side to the Panthers losing the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. What's that? Uh, Children in third world countries are now going to be clothed. (laughs) <laughs> what? In, in t-shirts that say Panthers are Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, yeah. man. Oh. So, you know, I know we're a philanthropic organization. Yeah, we are. We're a charitable we, organization. I, and we want to what? do our positive part in the community. Well, the Panthers are. Yeah, Their wow. loss clothed needy children. Thank you. You know, the thing is, I would have been more than happy to buy one of those damn shirts and do my part, you know? <laughs> if it would have been true that they're Super Bowl champions. I did buy uh, the... Uh, NFC Championship going to the Super Bowl, so it has the Super Bowl Fifty logo or whatever. Yeah. It has the whole roster on the back. I did buy that, but nice. uh, you know, being an AFC champion or NFC champion, but still not winning the Super Bowl, it always clouds it. You know what I mean? Like you, sh- you should take pride in like, okay, well, we're the second best team out there, two teams. You know, look at it but, this way. But it doesn't feel, you know, if you're not the top dog, it just doesn't count. Yeah, you know what but I mean? the likelihood of the full Panthers roster coming back next year. 
Oh, pretty very, damn yeah, good. Yeah, and with Benjamin back too, I'm really yeah. I'm, I'm dude. I feel, you guys are. I feel pretty confident. I just don't. Oof. I just don't want to turn into a Buffalo Bills situation. You know what I mean? Four Super Bowls, yeah. four losses. Uh, I do want to remind people we got some more scholarship applicants in, so I just want to oh, remind sweet. everybody that scholarship season is open. Apply to the end of uh, March. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go to brarmy.org/scholarships and uh, apply. It's free to do so. And of course, uh, Cape Fear Beer Fest, five March, going down in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'll be we there. We will with have. You. Um, a silent auction booth going on, or again, raise money uh, for the Barry Foundation. Uh, so come on by, see, uh, say hi to uh, Mick Daga, myself. Uh, we got uh, Christy, the uh, Hornets commander, and we yeah. got uh, we got trivia master uh, Lena. She's rolling down there, so oh, it'll be a good yeah. time. So it'll be fun uh, again, five March, Wilmington, North Carolina. However, I am so excited about this story. I've uh, when I when they first announced it or whatever, because I knew that the special ops communities you know so damn cloak and dagger. And oh, they never want to talk don't shit, jump so. the gun here, buddy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, it is exciting. It's 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 well received, and it's that point of the program where we highlight the good somebody's done. Because in this crazy world, when everything falls apart, as you know, we talk about it all the time. You never know who's going to step in the gap. Mick, Chief Special Warfare Operator Edward Byers, that guy is now or will be on 29 February when he receives his Medal of Honor from the President of the United States. He will become the 11th living Medal of Honor recipient. Um, And it's just amazing. He's part of SEAL Team 6. And if you don't know who the hell SEAL Team 6 is, just Google it, people, because that is the same SEAL team that uh, took out the... A piece of shit, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they went down on a mission. Unfortunately, you know, with the Medal of Honor, it takes so long um, to go through that adjudication oh, process yeah, and make sure it's warranted. Investigative like process so, to verify all the accounts and everything. Yeah. So uh, again, so uh, SEAL uh, Edward Byers, this is for a mission that will happen, a rescue mission in 2012. Got a little uh, audio for you here, so give us a listen and we'll talk about it after it. The White House announced it would award a Navy SEAL for his role in rescuing an American civilian being held hostage by Taliban insurgents in Afghanistan. The Tuesday announcement confirmed that the SEAL would be receiving the Medal of Honor. President Obama himself will give the nation's highest combat honor to Senior Chief Special Warfare Operator Edward Byers. According to the Pentagon, Byers' mission included hand-to-hand combat situations, and the White House described the SEAL's actions as courageous and selfless. Byers joined the Navy in 1998 and has already been awarded two Purple Hearts and one Bronze Star during his tours of duty. Wow. Tours of duty. You want to Take a guess how many tours of duty this bad man Majamba has. I, I can only imagine. Lucky number seven. <laughs> Well, that's what's With two actually. Purple hearts. Wait, wait. That's just what's actually annotated. <laughs> right, right. Obviously, all the classified shit. I mean, it's just the that's stuff not, that's unclassified. Yeah. yeah. That's so, not going to be on a DD two fourteen. Yeah, DD two fourteen. Yeah. Sorry, we can't give you your DD two fourteen. It's classified. File. You know, in the army, we had the two hundred one file that showed all your training oh, and deployment. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so this is what went down. This happened uh, during a. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I vaguely remember it, but there was an American civilian being held hostage in Afghanistan back in December eighth and 9th of two thousand twelve, and this was Dilip Joseph, and he was a medical director for a faith-based Colorado right. nonprofit yeah. group. Yeah, I remember. And that. they were establishing medical clinics in remote parts of Afghanistan when he was captured for ransom with his driver and translator, and then four days later. Uh, the U.S. military got information that Joseph might be moved to Pakistan, so U.S. commanders organized a rescue team. Uh, and this is only to the unclassified pieces of it, because obviously there's a lot of right. stuff that's classified. So, you know, 
basically these guys volunteer. Yeah, we'll go do this. You know, obviously because they got to move now. Now it's time sensitive because you think somebody's gonna get moved. You know, that's the that's the problem with that is that's where you start putting yourself or you put your team at risk. You start taking on elevated risk. You know, you're trying to mitigate it, but when time becomes of the essence, you have to go. You can, yeah, you, you, just, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's a, it starts working against you. So. Basically, they they moved. They did a, an insertion or whatever, and they freaking Ricky reconned up into that sucker, and uh, they got within about eighty feet of the building of where he was being held, and they um, but they were spotted by a guard. Mm-hmm. So the Ford Most Seal Petty Officer First Class Nicholas Check he shot at the guard who escaped inside. Check followed immediately went immediately after him and was shot himself, and then um, Operator Edward Byers was the second man in that stack coming in right behind him or whatever, mm-hmm. and so. As they were going in there, he he he. You know, they worked to the corners of the room. Obviously, when they're clearing rooms or whatever, right. and not knowing, he saw a man not knowing whether he was a militant grabbing a gunner or a hostage diving for cover. He just tackled him to the floor, and then he heard the hostage identify himself. So he threw himself on top of the doctor to protect him from the gunner because they're still it's a it's a shoot house, you know what wow. I mean? So it's still going to town. Get this shit. As he's doing that, as he's protecting the doctor from gunfire, he pinned an enemy against the wall with his hand to the enemy's throat while one of his fellow seals shoots and kills that guy. Now, okay, I'm trying to paint this picture, bro, because this doesn't do it justice, right? Oh it doesn't do it justice, okay? So as he as he has him pinned, okay, this is what's crazy, man. He's a, he's adjusting his night vision goggles. He He's not sure if he's a tackling in a surgeon or if it's the actual person they're looking for, like we talked about. So he's just detaining him. Right, so he's detaining him, and he's like, is you know, is Dillip Joseph here, you know? And and then that's when the guy, he's like, I don't know, he's like, yeah, me, you know, and he's laying down on top of it, you know? And as he's, I mean, I'm trying to imagine this. He's adjusting his MVGs, he gets another militant, he grabs him by the throat. As he's doing all this shit, it, it, and it's a quote. Byers calmly asks Joe Dillop, have you been fed, if you can walk, and have you been mistreated? <laughs> what? Are you Talk freaking Talk about staying me? calm under pressure. Wow, man. So, you know, again, so he pinned the last Taliban fighter to the wall, allowing his fellow team members to shoot and kill him. And, uh, and then they start egressing out of there. And as they're waiting for the chopper. Um, you know, they want, they don't know who else might be coming if reinforcements are coming, you know, from the Taliban or whatever. So as they waited for the helicopter, which was 12 minutes away. And of course, in a situation like that, 12 minutes can seem like a long, long time. The SEALs protected Joseph by sandwiching him between two team members. And and because they were interviewing Joseph and he didn't know any of these guys, he just heard them using first names and he doesn't know who's who, but Mm -hmm. he said the one in front of Joseph kept calling to the one behind him named Ed, which was, you know, buyers here. Mm -hmm. And the, the only other name that he heard that night since then um, and he goes, what are you doing? He asked the one in front and he goes, I'm praying for Nick said the one named Ed and he goes, praying that he'll be okay. And there was some controversy because Joseph has firsthand accounts. This where they said that they saw some unarmed guys. And then the next day he saw that they were dead, you know, whatever. I mean, don't want to second guess any things, but, uh, jo- uh, Dillip Joseph did say that they allowed him to watch the ceremony of the drape casket and bringing, um, Nicholas check on board and, oh, and wow. that, the team was, you know, tears, but it was very strong, you know, and mm-hmm. that it helped put in perspective to him of what consummate professionals and what is asked of them and just what they're capable is just mind blowing, you know. It's so. interesting. It's interesting. That's, a, that's an amazing story and, and well deserved. I mean, that that calm under pressure is just. Oh, just I've, I'll be honest with you. I've been hooked onto a History Channel show called, uh, you know, Live to Tell. Oh yeah, I've been watching that that's too, dude. Freaking, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it no. floors me every time. Yeah. It's like I need like 
45 minutes after watching that just to yeah. get my mind back right because it's just so powerful and amazing. Yeah, no, it is good stuff, man. But wow. Uh, so uh, Chief Ed Special Byers, right? Warfare Operator Edward Byers, yes. Mm. He is. And then, of course, uh, our hearts and our prayers and, you know, um, appreciation to the family of Nicholas Check, you know, the mm. one that was uh, KIA. Just Godspeed, man. Appreciate your service to country, keeping us safe. And uh, and to the rest of uh, Edward Byers and his team, you know, thank you so much for yeah. doing what you do. There's not enough thanks that can be put in words. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And get all the information and link to more on this uh, online at beerarmy.org. Anything we talk about here on the program today, you can find right there in the show notes, uh, no matter how you're taking this in. Mm -hmm. iTunes, just double-click on the Beer Army Engage logo. That'll take you to every link. And as well, uh, Stitcher and and Podbean and, of course, our website where you can get get some killer swag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you need swag, man, go to beerarmy.org. Hit the uh, the shop uh, or the store little uh, click there. And, uh, yeah, we got mm. clothing. We got skateboard decks. We got bottle openers. Socks. Socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I still you know you just said that? I still know those damn socks up. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> my bad. I was getting so uh, I, was, I was too busy getting pissed off with the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> well, yeah, I can understand that. Let's well, stick around. We got our Yikup to Sue coming up because there's just a lot of stuff you can't make up. Hey, mothers, lock up your daughters. It's Mick Dagger and the General. I like both yours better than I like my one. Uh, the missing cat that was found 14 months later living in a fucking food warehouse, pet warehouse. And I was like, what? Pussies <laughs> don't eat themselves. <laughs> beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer, an informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at BeerArmy.org. Beer Army Engaged. Big reminder for everybody, the best way that you can be a part of Beer Army and help us do great things, because that's the whole point of this. It's not just the smoking and joking and all this other stuff. No, the whole point of this is to have a positive impact in the community. And we encourage you to be one of our super soldiers. So if you hit up BeerArmy.org, click on Pledge, and you will be on your way to helping us do great things, whether it be generate scholarships or just have other positive impact in the community. And don't forget, you get uh, some cool swag depending on what levels you uh, you pledge at. So, uh, And then don't forget, it's a uh, tax-deductible donation because we are a 501c3 nonprofit. So pledge away. Yeah, absolutely. Hit it up. And uh, don't forget, All About Beer Magazine, that is uh, an important uh, part of it as well. You, there's different levels. You can get uh, different uh, links of subscriptions to that awesome Yeah, thanks to uh, Ginger Ninja, Matt Smith himself, uh, getting that deal worked out or whatever. So, yeah, it's really cool to have them on board and being supporting and vice versa. And uh, you would look to continue growing that relationship. Well, it's just awesome. You know, the beer community is just a powerful and awesome community. And uh, right now, though, you know, one of the things that kind of you bind over a beer is you just talk about the, the absolute insanity of life. Yeah. And one of the things we love to do here on the program is highlight some of that insanity with uh, Yikum to Sue because they're just some shit you can't make up. Well, it's been since the Super Bowl is uh, is really on the forefront of our brains right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be on for a while. I don't think you'll probably wear anything but Denver shit for like two weeks, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have Denver socks, but I do have Beer Army socks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, uh, being as I bring that up, earlier you brought up uh, the ticket prices and yeah. what it cost to go to the Super Bowl. And, <laughs> yeah. and remind everybody what that was. Do you have that handy? Yeah, yeah. So basically the face value on the ticket, uh, is the cheapest, was $850. But the average resale price 
was $4,639 for that same freaking ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about what? You're talking about five times? Well, what if you what if you went with like three of your buddies? You footed the bill. Okay. And you did. Oh, you footed the bill for everybody? Yeah, and you didn't and you didn't tell your wife. <laughs> you didn't tell your wife. I think you'd be divorced or some shit or killed when you get back. Well, I don't think this guy understands the nature of marriage. <laughs> how much you spent? 21. 21? And how much do you think you'll spend on the entire trip? 30 grand. 30? You mean 3? Well, I spent 21,000 on the tickets. 21,000? I thought you were 2100. Don't tell my wife. Are you, no, are you joking right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Why? Well, for four tickets. For the four of us. Wow, that's Through a Prime lot, man. Sports, got the tailgate thing, the Broncos tailgate package, all, all right. that jazz. So. And what if you guys lose? We're not going to. But what if you do? Are you going to? That's a good thing that they didn't. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, this Broncos fan totally spent. He said he's probably going to spend about 30 grand. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> Dude. This video has already been viewed 967,000 times at the uh, recording of this podcast. Oh, she's not going to find out. Nah, you almost have a million views on this. Your wife's finding out, buddy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. Wow. That's a friend. I need friends like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, dude, you want to go? You're flipping the bill? Sure, man. <laughs> Can I, you believe I don't that? even have to massage your back? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. We don't know if there was any massaging going <laughs> yeah. on. That's another thing. Don't tell his wife. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, the um, staying on the whole military theme, because I know we had it for, um, you know, our Heroes Never Die segment. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing something great. Well, you know, you remember the, the whole Chattanooga shooting, and I, I still feel that that's a terrorist attack on home oh, soil. Absolutely. I don't give yeah. a shit how... Our politicians want to twist it, or the media wants to twist it. Uh, to me, it was a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cool thing is, not to rehash that, but what one Marine is doing to honor that. Give us a listen. Well, I have so many different questions for you, but it's really important to point out to our viewers why you decided to do this race. What inspired you? Correct. Um, so July 16th, uh, 2015, the, the terrorist attack uh, down in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we lost you know four Marine brothers, one Navy sailor, uh, and I just felt that it was very very important. I did not want the memories you know of those servicemen. Uh, I, I did not want the sacrifice you know of these ultimate warriors to be forgotten. And I wanted to do something ultimately just to show those those family members of the service uh, members that you know these are these are courageous individuals, uh, awesome guys. Um, and if I could do a small part in helping this country remember those servicemen, you know, I would do the best I could. And how did that motivate you along? Well, I got sucked into that, man. Yeah, you have to definitely watch, the, mm. l- listen to all of it. So you're probably wondering, like, okay, so what race did he do? You know, did he do the Disney Marathon? No, 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 no. He didn't do one. He didn't do two. He did seven marathons in seven days on seven different continents. Wow. To include Antarctica. That's <laughs> like... What? Wow. Yeah, so this was U.S. Marine Corps active duty captain Daniel Kartika, and he did this amazing journey where he went to the Union Glacier in Australia, uh, Punta Arenas, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Chile. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, Miami, Florida, Madrid, Spain, uh, Marrakech, Morocco, uh, and then Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, and then finally Sydney, Australia. They do marathons in Morocco? I guess so. I don't know. I hope he wasn't flying Mac flights. Dude, it was... no. You can't he, rely on those. It was a group. It wasn't just him, but it was a group of them 
that they're doing it. Like, I guess this is like, I don't know, like the ultimate, if you're a marathon or a runner, the ultimate, like some people uh, climb the seven highest peaks, you know, from mountain climbing. Well, same thing though, but to do it in seven days though. That's awesome. I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, I've done one marathon. I can't imagine doing two marathons in two days, let alone seven, and then traveling there in the air a total of uh, 36 hours. So wait a minute. You said seven marathons, seven days, seven continents. Yeah. He ran 26.2 miles every day for a week. Yes. Yes. That dude's an ultra marathon. So he definitely isn't running a slow pace. Matter of fact, he set a world record time averaging around three hours and 33 minutes per marathon with an event best of three minutes and 12.46 in Chile. Three hours. Three hours, 12 minutes and 46 seconds in Chile. But he averaged on all seven of them. Three hours and thirty-three minutes is what he was averaging per marathon, dude. You should have seen the pictures, that's and, and that's just I, I recommend you go watch the video. They're like they're in Antarctica, okay? So they're not wearing shorts and a t-shirt. You know, he's they, still running a three-hour thirty-three-minute yeah, marathon. That's what I was like. What? It's like almost like a snowmobile suit they're running in, man. I was like, holy crap, man. That's insane. So, so it was pretty cool, man. Uh, you know, he's he's part of a club that's more exclusive uh, than those that voyage into space or scaled Mount Everest. You know, and uh, but get this, this isn't. You think, like, that's the capstone, right? Nope, right. nope, 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 nope. He has his eyes set on bigger goals. Listen to this shit. What's that? He's revealed that he would like to embark on a 50-50 endeavor, 50 Ironman races in 50 states in 50 days. Why? In a way to continue raising awareness for first responders and military veterans. <laughs> that's insane. I was like, what? I don't know how your body can sustain that. I don't know it either, dude. I, I, just, wow. I was just like, Wow. I was like, super, Superman, Captain America. There you go. <laughs> Captain Cartica. Yeah. Uh, my hat's off wow. to you, dude. He is Captain go for America. It. Good go Lord. For That's a crazy story. You can't make that up. No, I was just like, what? That's insane. Come on, say what? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jake's playing guitar. He's running guitar. Yeah, yeah. He's digging son. it. He's, uh, he's, uh, I asked him, I said, how's, how's it going with the battle axe? He's like, what? I go, dude, your axe, man. He's like, yeah, man. what are you talking you're about? Kicking out some licks, I'm like, bro. Your, your guitar, man. He's like, he's like, he goes, <laughs> you're what, geeked, you did. He said something like, you're dumb, dad. You know, or something. I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> Try to get him all stoked, you know. Can I play your axe, bro? Dude, get a load of this. And Jake might enjoy this story or cringe at the thought of it. Yeah. Uh, imagine having the opportunity to handle a priceless, irreplaceable 145 year old Martin guitar. Okay. Or at least a guitar from the Martin Guitar Museum. Oh, yeah. Right. 145 years old. It's got to be worth something. Okay. <laughs> it's got to be worth a little bit of money. Yeah. Well, this price, this guitar was on loan from the Pennsylvania Martin Guitar Museum to Quentin Tarantino for the filming of The Hateful Eight. Oh, I don't even know if I think I like where this is going because yeah. what the hell would they do with that guitar in, in a movie like that? Like, why would you need a antique priceless guitar i guess well in in the, the scene in the movie okay kurt russell yeah he plays a bounty on her right yeah i've seen the previews and he takes the instrument from his prisoner played by jennifer jason lee and smashes it against a wall oh i don't like where this is going there were six replicas on hand and russell was supposed to swap the real guitar for a double but the sound mixer a guy named mark ulano says that the swap plan somehow didn't get communicated to Kurt, so he's assuming he has a replica. And he uh, he took it from Jennifer Jason Lee and smashed it wow. to pieces. This priceless guitar. Wow. Wow. And here's the kicker. Not isn't that only shocking enough, 
But the the look on her face, Jennifer Jason Leeds, is total shock because she knows it's the real deal. Yeah. And it's being destroyed. So in the movie, that is like real like, oh my freaking God, I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. But get this. Quentin Tarantino's, honestly, from all appearances, seemed delighted by this because while everyone was freaking out, this sound mixer said Tarantino was in the corner of the room with a funny curl on his lips because he got something out of it with a performance. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Destroy that priceless piece of history. Oh, man. Wow. You can get more on this story. Hit up, uh, up beerarmy.org and check the show notes. But Yeah, that's... Wow. that's uh... Yeah, my my jaw dropped when I just read this earlier. I was like, "Well, I'm a big Kurt Russell what? fan. It's been a while since he's done anything, so I was Could really you excited." How he feels? Oh yeah, I mean, he's a cool dude. So I guarantee yeah. he's feeling like shit. Yeah. Well, he's had time to process it, of <laughs> course. But could you imagine? That? He's like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, I would just be devastated. Like, are you freaking kidding yeah. me? Yeah, that's a little bit more complicated than saying my bad. <laughs> well, you think the director would be like, cut? Yeah. Priceless guitar, dude. The swap, because obviously you're gonna have to cut to swap right, it out. Right, right, I don't even know why couldn't you just use the replicas for the whole thing? Why'd you have to use the real deal? I don't know. Maybe Tarantino's a little sadistic, oh, dude. He's, he's like, crazy, oh, let's destroy some history and really create some buzz for this movie. I don't know. <laughs> That's assumption. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Well, get all the information on everything we talked about here on the program. Hit up uh, beerarmy.org. Check the show notes as well and all the good stuff. The, the swag you can find in the shop. The uh, pledging you can do right there to support Beer Army Foundation. Remember, we are a 501c3 charity, and our whole goal is to just be a positive impact and force through beer. So join us in our effort, and in the meantime, rounds out. Beer Army Radio.